the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. It is Taco Tuesday. And yeah, I love that open. I got a little kick. I like some kick in my taco, right? A little spice. I got some boots on. I'm ready to kick some hiney. And I'm glad that the storm we got in San Diego today has not kicked our heinies. We don't do, we don't do rain well here. But I think we've managed to survive the so-called storm, which was one day of rain. <laughs> so-called storm um, that is passing over and, and is now leaving us. I think we've managed to survive. Me no likey the storm, people. Glad to have you guys with me tonight. 888-344-1170. All eyes right now on Congress, the House of Representatives, as they get set to vote on holding uh, Mark Meadows, former chief of staff of the Trump administration, in contempt of Congress uh, for the sham that is the January 6th uh, committee. We had scheduled uh, my favorite congressman to be on the show tonight, Congressman Andy Biggs. He comes on on a, uh, on a regular basis, not knowing that we're going to have this vote. So we may or may not. I would love to have him on, of course, um, because his tweets today and the videos that he and others have done about what's happening here is absolutely astounding. So hopefully he might be able to step aside and give us a call here on the show. If not, we'll get him We'll get him back on here as soon as possible to give us his perspective um, we've got that to talk about. We've got the crime wave that's continuing across this country that actually has reached San Diego. We had a smash and grab that was so bad at a local mall in the South Bay that people actually thought guns were going off. It was uh, incredibly frightening. So we've got that to talk about and more. But before I go any further, i got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. Have no fear. We're surviving the torrential downpours here on the Andrea K Show, mm-hmm. and we have battened down the hatches. That's right. You, you can't stop us, but you know what? We are spoiled Southern Californians, Andrea. Yeah. Uh, I need my son. I know. Gator wasn't having it today. I had to take him out to do his business, and he was like, what is this water that is coming down on me and my immaculate fur? And it was busting his because, you know, he likes to be well-groomed. He's a gentleman. And he did not like at all what was being done to his fur. He just didn't appreciate it at all. So well, plus in SoCal, you have two drops of rain on the road and people lose all sense of knowing how to drive. Not that they had any idea anyway. Yeah. So fortunately, I think we've uh, we've seen on the monitors tracking the storm East County. <laughs> tracking what? There's not even any And you know what's funny? Out. They say the storm of the century and it really hasn't felt that way. No, of course not. Um, but speaking of storms, though, Our hearts uh, still go out to the folks in Kentucky as the death toll has risen from 74, I believe, to 86. And it's just truly heartbreaking what's going on in Kentucky. And so uh, we pray for those folks down there who've lost everything. There's still people missing. It's horrific. Just absolutely terrible. Um, Okay, so um, this January 6th committee. Breaking news yesterday. Oh, child. Oh, my gosh. Liz Cheney's got the got the receipts, baby. Isn't that what, what the kids call it? The receipts. She's going to read out the tweets from Don Jr., from Laura Ingram, from Sean Hannity. Who else was on this oh, list? Oh, wait. She's on our side, right? Well, yeah, supposedly, right? Um, so she, Mark Meadows, she's going to read out all these tweets. It was just going to prove. It was going to prove about this, uh, that who all was in, especially Trump, in on this coup attempt. But the problem... 
Uh, for Ms. Cheney, I use the term Ms. loosely, as well as using the term Republican to describe her loosely. Um, it was kind of a bit of a self-own, as the kids also say today. That's where you like you think you busted on somebody and you end up busting yourself. Looking like a fool. Is that what it means to own a uh, self-own skin? Yes, I know, because my kids use that phrase all the time. <laughs> they do? Is that why you were laughing? <laughs> I'm all too familiar with that. <laughs> so she starts reading the tweets, and what she ends up revealing is that there was nobody in the Trump camp, including his friends in the media, that had any idea that this was going down. The whole impeachment had to do with this supposedly being a planned coup. That's why Parler was dragged on this. Um, that's why um, uh, the impeachment happened. It, that's why it was called a coup. That's why it was called a planned insurrection, because it was not a spontaneous eruption, right? This is kind of the opposite of what Hillary Clinton did. They they pretended that a planned terrorist attack on Benghazi was a spontaneous uh, eruption over a video. In this case, they pretended that a spontaneous violent, uh, which some people are saying was not really spontaneous, that those that did commit acts of violence that day were actually uh, somebody named Ray Epps and, and FBI trying to trying to make that happen, right? Which is why the Capitol Police um, was not uh, increased in size. And, and in fact, requ- requests from the Trump administration to increase the, the size of the Capitol Police was denied, as well as the police opening the doors for people. So um, the accusations were from the jump that this was a planned insurrection, Right. And insurrections and coups are planned. Right. I mean, you know, that by very definition, it's a plan Um, to the degree that Mitch McConnell actually said at the time that or shortly after for the impeachments that Trump was morally and practically responsible. So what ends up happening with Liz Cheney reading all these tweets? She just ends up proving that Trump didn't know. Nobody in his camp knew. And what these tweets revealed is that people from Don Jr., from Laura Ingram, Mark Meadows and others were like, Holy, you know, Batman, you know, this is getting out of control. And Don Jr. is like, dad needs to make a statement. He needs to go to the Oval. He most definitely does. And issued a statement. And well, Trump did end up issuing a statement later. But but from the tweet, the tweets that she read out herself, uh, it busted the whole nonsense that this was a planned insurrection. What it was was, okay, maybe Trump didn't react as quickly as he should to ask people to stand down or whatever. But what these texts revealed was um, a, a, a reaction, a political reaction, and people debating it and discussing how Trump should react to this in real time. And and the reaction meant that it was not, that it was not proactively planned by Trump. So then, what is this about? They knew that this was never planned by Trump. Uh, some people are saying that it can't be about that. Then, well, you know, why would they continue if they know that it's not? Uh, it was never a planned insurrection because half the country still thinks it was. You think half the country is paying attention to these tweets today or actually connecting the dots? There's no way. No, that it it doesn't. The people, just like half the country, still believes that Brett Kavanaugh participated in gang rapes, even though the the woman with um, porn lawyer admitted she made that up. Half this country still believes it's true. And this is why the left does this, because they always push out successfully with their propagandists in the media, these false lies and narratives. It gets ingrained in the minds of Americans, just like everybody, just like the, the lies in the ho- around the hoax that 
um, case counts, a positive case count equals a casket in COVID. And Andrea, and they the, know once they get it in there that it's going to be virtually next to impossible to reverse that. We'll say, right, exactly. Look where we're at right now with COVID. We still have people believing that you can be asymptomatic and spread it. People going rushing to get tested. We've never tested healthy people before. Right? I was talking to Carrot Sticks today, Andrea, yeah. and we talked about how you two talked about on the show when all this first started coming out with the masks, mm-hmm. that the the smoke particles are too small to be to be good for, for masks, and it goes right through it, so they're not really effective. And also that the COVID virus particles are smaller than the, sm- than the smoke particles. Right. I mean, the bottom line is masks don't work. That's why Fauci told us not to use them and why Jerome, what's his face, is, told us not to use them last night. But because it got pushed out and got ingrained in the minds of the people, basically what, what ultimately got ingrained in the minds of people was unreasonable panic. So people were, were, were willing to believe nonsense like a mask would work or nonsense like healthy people should be quarantined in their homes or nonsense like everybody had an equal chance of getting it and giving it long after the truth of that was revealed or that you, if you gave it, you, you had to give up your freedoms in order to get them back at some point or the nonsense that, um, once we got to herd immunity or, or that, or about the jabs, it went from 14 days to flatten the curve. We all know the progression. The moving here. goalpost. Right. The moving goalpost. So, um, but people will, in spite of all the proven lies out of Fauci, because the panic porn got them to a place of panic, they were so desperate to believe that there was a solution out there to save their lives. It's easier to convince people, easier to con people than to convince them they've been conned. So it's the same thing here. So they're going to continue the charade on the January 6th commission. This thing about Mark Meadows, and ultimately, in addition to the fact that they're going to continue to use this January 6th commission to push out this false lie that it was a coup attempt, um, it's, it's, a, it's also about bigger picture things, too. This is about stopping Trump from ever being able to run for office again because he's a that threat legitimately to them. scares them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're looking at 2024. And some people actually are saying what I said uh, a year ago, which is really Trump should give up on 2024. He should run for Congress in 2022 and take over a speech. You know what? House. And Martin, I have talked about that like in verbatim. I think that'll be the best plan for Trump going forward. Absolutely. But the but the play here is to stop him from ever being able to run for office again. In addition to that, uh, that's one of the reasons why they've gone after his tax returns. And a judge that Trump appointed today has said that Congress can get those tax returns, that the public good. The public good is at stake here. And what that does is that pierces privacy which is also another reason of this January 6th commission, because going after Mark Meadows, going after Steve Bannon, going after his... They're going to keep widening the net. Well, yes, and widening the net to those that have a legit claim to executive privilege. You think about that going forward. How can any... It's bad enough that that day one he took office, there were leaks, that there were spies planted in, in the Oval Office in his administration looking for things that they could use against him to impeach. It was... The ongoing coup attempts went from 2015 when he came down the escalators with Peter Strzok and, and the rest and went all the way through into Crossfire Hurricane, went in through to the insurance policy, the Russian collusion hoax with James Comey and more. Then it went into the impeachment over Ukraine. Now it's into this. It's never going to end. Those are the real coup attempts right and if they can pierce executive privilege then they how can get ha- anybody well and how can any republican how can any republican uh, president ever have a conversation again a legitimate one they can't they can't because the purpose of executive privilege is so that the advisors are able to advise 
so that he's able to have safe private conversations and be able to make critical decisions. There's executive privilege for a reason. And if they're able to pierce executive privilege, then what we need is some Republicans with some cojones to go back retroactively and go after Obama. Because that never happens. We've got this Republican today saying, oh, the Dems better be careful if they go after executive privilege because when we get the power back, when you get the power back, what, man? You haven't done anything when you did get it back. When, yeah, when, when do the Republicans, I said after the Kavanaugh thing, and the way that the Democrats destroyed him personally and professionally with false accusations that he had participated in gang rapes and all the other things that went on with Cory Booker and, and Kamala Harris and all that. I said, Mitch McConnell needs to, once he gets con- confirmed, go after them on ethics charges, actually go after them for criminal prosecutions because of the way some of this stuff went down. They don't have time to get into right now. And what did McConnell do in response? He said uh, he was asked. Are you going to go after Cory Booker? Are you going to go after Kamala? Are you going to go after Dianne Feinstein? Oh, this is what we do. And when it's over, we all shake hands. The Republicans never use their no power. No accountability. Well, they never, they never use the power when they have it. No, they sit back and they do nothing. Right. And in fact, they enjoy being in the minority so that they've got an excuse. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got more to talk about on the other side. So don't go away. The Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. A.K., Dynamite in the Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Yeah, 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 there ain't nothing fake about me. On my person, my thoughts, or in my show here. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. I'm especially glad that you're with me tonight because I'm super glad that I got Congressman Andy Biggs back with me tonight on this auspicious occasion in which the House is soon to vote uh, to hold uh, Mark Meadows, former chief of staff, in contempt. And it's actually sad times that that would be happening in this country. And he joins me now. Hello, my favorite congressman. Thank you for being here. Andrea, it's good to be with you. Thanks for having me. All right. So I help people to understand before the break at the open, I talked about Liz Cheney with the cell phone, reading those stupid tweets that only confirmed that Trump and nobody around him had any idea that this was planned. Um, uh, uh, so many people are going, well, ultimately, why are they continuing to do this? Well, part of the reason is because of executive privilege. Can you share, and you talked about that, I think today in a video that you put out on your Twitter, can you help people to understand why that's so important and what the Democrats are trying to do by going after Mark Meadows and Steve Bannon and and others? Yeah. So uh, what, what executive privilege does is that allows, um, the people who are closest to the president to actually have open and frank conversations about the policies and everything that they're having to deal with. And, and what they're having to deal with is literally hundreds of different of topics every week. You know, I mean, every, it may be China and India with a border skirmish. It may be uh, somewhat something else. And the privilege says what they say is confidential. Um, and and that is important because if you know, for instance, that Liz Cheney and Benny Thompson are going to someday be able to access everything you two talk about, you're never going to talk about how to best handle something in the interest of the United States of America, because you're going to be so concerned mm-hmm. that somebody's going to come back and say, we need to arrest you or which is what they're doing in Mark Meadows case. And uh, that's why executive privilege is so important 
It allows you to have privilege. It's an immunity. It allows you to discuss things that you have to in a confidential way, knowing that nobody else is going to uh, be able to to come back and come against you well, unless you unless you've committed some crime, right? So basically, no well, yeah. of course, and 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 you know, basically, it allows a sitting president to be able to govern. And what I think exactly. that, and by by piercing the executive privilege in this way, I, I I think that it's I think so much about this is about trying to make sure Trump can never run for office again. It's also about um, sending the message to any Republicans that are running for the president that you know you're you're going to be forced one way or the other to go along with what with our agenda because we're going to set you up in a position where you're not going to be able to make decisions or have advisors around you um, that are, that are going to be free to have these conversations. And and it's going to be four years of Andrew Vinman, uh, being spied on and, um, and going after you and then impeachments, which could actually possibly in other ways actually possibly have people face criminal prosecutions. This is, this is, this is tyranny in my opinion. Am I overstating it? No, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, Every scenario that you just described is viable uh, if they're allowed to, to do this. And this is this is the why this is this particular vote was so important, because they really, really want to remake the entire uh, government. They want to remake the entire country. And in order to do so, they need to have power. Mm-hmm. And th- this actually gives them more power. And um diminishes what the president can do. Now, having said that, you're exactly right. This is an attack on Donald Trump, Donald Trump's associates, Donald Trump's supporters, and um, they they will never get over it. This is no legitimate legislative um, purpose. This is solely to go after Donald Trump. And you, if you listen to the debate, and I was participating in that debate, um, very quickly, everybody turned their argument to Donald Trump. And mm-hmm. as you said, Andrea, uh, what, what they were talking about is, is all of the email, uh, text messages, all the communications, everything that they had received, by the way, that were non-privileged and were turned over to them, thousands and thousands of, of, of pages of information. They all indicate one thing. This was not an organized right. event. It was not an organized riot. There was no conspiracy there, which, oddly enough, uh, Reuters reported that the FBI said months ago. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, but nonetheless, this witch hunt continues. Well, yeah, and I actually think it's still I still even think it's bigger than Trump, because when you think that we've got Americans that were not even part of Trump's inner circle that are still sitting, still sitting in yes. jail. Denied bail and in solitary confinement, not allowed to go to church, and on and on and on. Um, this is about weaponizing um, our our government, our Department of Justice, our, our Congress. The entire U.S. government has been weapon is being weaponized against Americans. Seventy five million of us in total, ultimately. Um, maybe this is this particular committee is about Trump. Uh, the dragnet involving anybody that happened to be around the Capitol. Um, was about targeting those that, that were there to send a message to the rest of us. We saw the Kyle Rittenhouse case was also tied into this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the, the we know that uh, the FBI's counterterrorism unit was developed uh, to, to go after parents that are speaking up at school board meetings. There's a lot of, there's a variety of ways and and, and, and tactics and maneuvers and things going on that this ties into. And ultimately, it's about 
politicizing and criminalizing 75 million Trump supporters because we're the threat to the establishment, right? The Freedom Caucus is the threat right. to the establishment. And they got to shut us That's up and right. make us go away and, and remove any power that we've got. Like Facebook's got to remove our power of our voices. And, um, it, you know, that's ultimately what it's all about, isn't it? Right. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's power. It's, it, I, I think of it as uh, fascism. OK, so mm-hmm. they are they're trying to create this fascist form of government. So here's some ways to think about that. Um, these 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 individuals who are arrested with regard to January 6th, they're being held in ways that would are, are very much like a gulag, very much like a Soviet style um, uh, prison. There's no due process. They're being abused by the by their uh, prison guards, etc. Those types of things that go on. Um, and, and, and all all of this other stuff that 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 you see out there where they're attacking different people in different places, that is what a fascist do, a fascist mm-hmm. government. It's a socialist government. The first, and we are, we, we're a quasi-socialist state, soon to be a full-on socialist state. Um, and then you have to control. And so you have to stifle dissent. Mm-hmm. And the first way that you're going to stifle dissent is, is all the ways we see. So it's censorship. And they're using private entities to censor conservative thought and dissenting voices. They're putting people in jail, in prison. They're using the police apparatus. They're using uh, the spying apparatus. They're using the, the, the Patriot Act, which is supposed to spy on foreign terrorists to spy on Americans. Um, it, it, Excuse me corruption. for interrupting. On the January 6th, it's also about infiltrating peaceful rallies and and exactly. ex- exploding them into something more violent to, in order to suppress future rallies. Meanwhile though, BLM and Antifa, yep. there's no holding there's no nothing to stop them and in fact if you go out onto the streets and try to defend yourself against it, uh you you might find yourself being prosecuted. Can I ask you um yeah. shifting gears a little bit. We're talking to Congressman Andy Biggs from Arizona, my favorite congressman. I'm sorry, by the way, I'm not going to be able to make it to, to Charlie Kirk's Turning Point America Fest this weekend. You're going to be there. So if you're anywhere, aren't you going to be there this weekend? I'm, okay. I'm spe- I speak uh, Monday, I think. Monday. I think All right. But so yes, I'm going to be there. Yeah. yeah awesome. Um, so there's a report out today that uh, a U.S. judge, uh, a Trump appointee, um, has dismissed uh, his bid to keep his tax returns from the House Ways and Means Committee. Um, this is also disturbing. This is also about trying to pierce anything that they can to try to bring him down. What is the end game for the House Ways and Means Committee? What are they going to try to do with his tax records? Uh, they're trying to embarrass him. Uh, there won't be anything criminal there because, you know, uh, there's nothing there, but they want to embarrass him somehow. And last time that this type of thing happened, the the people trying to embarrass President Trump were embarrassed. Remember, they said, "Oh, he's he's bankrupt," you know. Oh, yeah. And then when they got hold of his records, it's like, "Oh, well, he's oh, he's too rich to be mm-hmm. president." The, the The bottom line is, they are so vexed with hatred that that they're going to go after him uh, any way they can. And 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 guess who's next? Uh, I, I don't know if, if people realize this, but they're going. At, they're hiring eighty thousand plus. Mm new auditors to go after um, people who make uh, whatever you make. If you make less than 75,000, you're going to be a target. 25% yeah. roughly of the, of the audits, the new audits they're going to do, which will be millions of audits are going to be for people under, making under $75,000. This is, it, it is absolutely uh, about control. And then when you talk about BLM and Antifa, that those are the brown shirts that are mm-hmm. left over from the Nazi era. When you think about it, I mean, they're out there causing civil unrest 
and they are arrested and released on no cash uh, bails the next day to go out and 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 riot again. And so you throw those in there. You throw the IRS, how it's been weaponized. Uh, you, uh, DOJ is weaponized. All uh, you know, some of the some of the folks in FBI are not where where they need to be uh, to preserve the country. You just you. Andrea, it is an assault that is so broad right now. Yeah, it's hard it, to, to, to conceive of. Yeah, it's really it's really disturbing. But you know what? I've got Christian friends of mine, ladies that I know that are like, oh, I just can't even turn on the news because it's so disturbing. Burying your head in the sand makes you part of the problem. And I did a whole segment one time trying to bust my Christian friends that that's not the right approach. The Lord did not tell us to bury our head in the sand. He told us we'd have trials and tribulations, and and He flipped a table over. We're not supposed to be sitting back and allowing the, the communism to take place, denying our religious freedoms, keeping right. you from being able to testify. And 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 spread the word and actually p- participate and 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 exercise your religion. Get in it, people. Go to school board meetings. Run for office. Um, we we need to be primarying these establishment people like Liz Cheney and others. We need to take part. We need to, if we're going to take this country back, it's not going to be relying on Congressman Andy Biggs. Okay, y'all got to get in the game and yes. do something. Yes. Yeah, I want to I want to offer just a, a, a different interpretation of a parable that that you've probably ever heard of before. You think of the Good Samaritan mm-hmm. story of the, of the injured uh, man by the side of the road, and and good people walked by, not they were busy or whatever, didn't want to get involved and help that individual. They were putting their head in the sand, mm-hmm. but then one person comes by and makes all the difference in that life, and and we have got to be the Good Samaritan. For our government, because it allows us the freedom to worship, freedom to assemble, freedom to speak. It, it allows us to, the freedom to earn a living and be with our families and, and enjoy and pursue happiness, which includes um, fulfilling the measure of creation that God gave to each one of us. I mean, that is mm-hmm. really um, oh, a different way to look at that parable. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. elaborating fully because of time, but I will just tell you, it is a way to think of it, how we can help others. Right. And with the best way to help others is to allow them to have free choice and, and become who God has designed them to be. Absolutely. It's our, it should be our ministry right now as Christians. Congressman Andy Biggs, on this busy day, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate all you do for our freedoms. And I wish I was going to be able to hear you speak on Monday, but I'll be watching online. So thank you so much. Oh. Thanks, Andrea. Take care of yourself. All right. You too. Have a Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you before then. Thank you. You too, my dear. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. we got some interesting news out of Canada that I think uh, might uh, blow the lid off my friend Skins' head. He's not going to like hearing this, but we got to get the word out to all the pregnant don't women here. Don't take away my maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm just absolutely fascinated and gripped to this uh, ongoing drama in Mission Valley here in San Diego as a woman is trapped in her car and floodwaters up to calf deep. You know, she's now being rescued. Um, you know, first of all, she shouldn't be driving in those waters. Second of There's all. There's always somebody every season. Right. But, you know, second of all, it's like, you know, uh, she's obviously not from the South. Okay. We used to roam waist deep floodwaters in Slidell among gar fish and all kinds of stuff. 
So, you know, she's not my kind of girl if she needs some help getting out in ankle deep water. Okay, there I said it. Um, anyway, um, okay, so there's a story out of Canada. I, I guess I was continuing to think about this woman because I really well, didn't want to report this story. As long as I know they're having bacon being taken away from us, as long as you're leaving my maple syrup alone, I should be good. Dude, this is not I, – I wish this was a jolly story about uh, – uh, okay, she's successfully out of the ankle deep water. So, now. so what's going on in Canada? <sighs> a 28, per, uh, 28 times increase in stillbirths in multiple parts of Canada um, from uh, jabbed pregnant women. Wow. Once uh, in Waterloo, Ontario, they had 86 cases in six months, typically five to six per year. This is according to Dr. Daniel Nagas who is, was fired from an Alberta hospital for treating three COVID patients with ivermectin. He reports that in one Vancouver hospi- hospital, Lionsgate Hospital, there were 13 stillbirths in 24 hours. I don't, I Coincidence? don't really have anything to say. Coin- oh, it, well, so, I mean, it, clearly it's, it's just got nothing to do with these shots, right? Nothing to do with it at all, Andrea. Yeah. And you know, so- when are, you know, and I hate to say this, but when are people going to wake up? It's like now it's affecting not only you, but you want to be a parent someday. You want to, you know, you want to, you know, create a family. This could be, I'm not saying it is, but this could be in your future. And that's scary. Women and and unborn children are being, pregnant women with their unborn children are human guinea pigs right now. I have I mean, a chill we, up my spine. I mean, I, I don't know any pregnant woman that even drinks coffee at this point, but yet you're going to be injected with something that no, is, you're told it no stimulants, none of that stuff. Right. You can't even eat tuna, right? Soft cheese, right? But you're going to allow yourself to be injected with a substance that's experimental. You are per, Everybody who gets these shots is participating in a clinical trial. You want to do that, fine. But they're not telling you these risks. Uh, the World Health Organization, you hearing today, has anybody heard that the World Health Organization is reporting over 2 million adverse reactions in pregnant women in 2021 alone. That includes stillbirths, vaginal hemorrhaging, myocarditis, brain neoplasms, which is tumors. Um, what else do we got? What are some of the other highlights? Um, spontaneous abortions, pulmonary embolisms, renal failure, and hundreds more. So, Andrea, I got three networks on in there for you, as I always do every day. And mm-hmm. uh, how many of those three do you see that story covered? None. None. So this is this this is just insane of what of what we're doing. And then and then there was actually even uh, a series of articles that somebody posted on Twitter the other day about how. Let me see if I can pull it up about uh, showing. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Showing a variety of different headlines um, where they're trying to uh, they're trying to justify and excuse away all the myo. Carditis. Let me see if I can pull up some of these, some of these headlines. Here we had um, the Evening Standard. Up to three hundred thousand people facing heart-related illnesses doing due to post-pandemic stress order. Warns physicians. No, that's the post-jab order. That's what they experience in that myocarditis. Here's another one. Evening Star. Wave of cardiac condition possibly linked to mysterious climate changes. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I forget what report it was, Andrea, but I heard a report the other day. I'll have to dig it up for you. That's saying that some of the nanoparticles that are in these vaccines, that they most of the time they end up going straight to the heart. Yeah. 
Uh, Morning Light, uh, too much freedom, uh, headline, too much freedom makes young people feel unsafe and unprotective, pe- unprotected, a possible explanation of alarming myocarditis events. So this gives them a twofer in this headline. Here they get to blame uh, shot-induced myocarditis on freedom. They're getting too much freedom and it's, and, and it's causing their hearts to go crazy with myocarditis. This is evil in our times. Absolute evil in our times. Well, and that and it goes back to what we were talking about with Congressman Biggs, where we we're talking about people sticking their head in the sand. And I, I wanted to chime in, but I wanted to let the congressman finish. You stick your head in the sand during these important times with all the evil that's going on, and you take your head back up out of the sand. Don't expect that the problem's going to go away. No, in fact, I, I you know I'm here. You know, I love my Christian friends. I understand the mindset of not wanting to face it, not wanting to uh, to. You know, um, we're 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 told we need to manage our thought life that we not to need to dwell on, you know, the horrors of the world or whatever. But that doesn't mean you 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 should avoid it and pretend it's not happening when your life and the lives of those around you and their freedoms and their futures and their health are at stake here. You know what we're supposed to do is not let anything steal our joy, not avoid the truth about what's going on in the world, not have us become a bunch of Baghdad bobs from Iraq who's standing in front of, you know, tanks coming through going, oh, nothing to see here, or a reporter in front of a city burning behind him calling, you know, um, BLM and Antifa riots, you know, mostly peaceful. I mean, no. Think of it like this. It'd be, it would be, you know, getting involved. You're standing up for your Christian values. Yeah. This is, this is what's going on. In our world, and it's part of our mission, right? And they say everywhere we're, you know, well, I don't, I, we're, I don't want to keep on with that because it's going to sound like I'm being too, too mean to my Christian friends. Um, but half, half of them don't even vote. We, we would have had Romney over a second term of Obama. Not that he's any better, to be honest. But had, had the Christians come out to vote? Oh, sure. Most of them sat home, and I'm not, you know, it, it's unfortunate that said that, you know, he's Mormon. I can't vote for him. Sorry. Right. Um, here's a hero alert here in San Diego. Oh, tell Bill, me. Bill Wells, mayor of El Cajon, um, said that uh, we've got a mask mandate, kind of, from the state of California being imposed tomorrow. I say kind of because they're like, well, we're not really sure we're going to enforce it. We, you know, be some places, not others. Um, Bill Wells is saying no. Um He's often been the the voice of reason. We're going to try and get him on the show. He says, I personally am not going to comply with this. I don't see any health reason. I don't see a scientific reason. And our city is not going to be enforcing any mass mandates. Good for him. Yeah. I said last night, how do you respond to this? You ignore it. You ignore it. When they're telling you that there's not even going to be enforcement and it's only going to be certain places. And I think it's because they know that there's not a taste for Americans to, to see the police going around and doing this and that. So I think they're I think what they're going to do is go to areas where people are susceptible, more easily, easily able to get compliance and crack down there like your L.A., your San Fran areas. That kind you know, of you stuff. look at the language that they used, Andrea, and I'm almost convinced this is almost kind of like a trial period. How many people can we still have under our thumb? And if they see mass, mass resistance, that they're you know maybe going to let up on what, whatever their next stage is. But if they see that, you know what, most people are in compliance, let's just keep on trucking. Right, exactly. Right now, it's all about they're, they're t- taking the temperature, see, see, see what they've got out there going on in terms of resistance. And going to be making some calculated right. plans going forward because next year is an election year. So I think that's why California, they're like, well, we're going to do this for a month. We're going to kind of see the reaction we get. 
that's going to be kind of a bellwether for us to see how hard we go in in 2022 on all of this on all of this nonsense right and and to do do they double down on tyranny dave rubin a lot of people who knows who who know who dave rubin is he's a well-known youtuber he was one of the first people to really start doing a show on youtube um the rubin report he calls it and um he announced today he's out of california he's leaving california so many good people leaving yeah you know i'm not sure i think he lives in the la area he's following ben shapiro and others um that just you know are saying i gotta get out you know it's time he's like you know what it's you know too many conservatives have stayed because they were like you know we got to fight for our state but in la and and, uh, somebody a family member of mine messaged earlier was like do you know a safe place to stay in la i'm like no unless it's super expensive like a place like the peninsula like super five star eight hundred dollars a night where you know you've got more security happening around the property i there's no way i would stay in la and by the way i'm uh, you know I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna follow their mandate so there's no i wouldn't go to la and it should say a whole lot andrea when you have somebody like elon musk who's been very pro-vaccine says he's leaving california because even though he's pro-vaccine he thinks that we should take a different approach he says he does not like the personal freedoms that are being taken away from californians so he's out of here right right and i'm out of here for right now for a little teeny break but we're going to be back. Hopefully you will, too. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K. Show. Connect with the show at OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Bad news for Fauci on this Omicron no, uh, the uh, news reports are out today that the JJ shot, quote, loses all antibody protection against Omicron. The shots don't work against this variant. So, so that should tell you a couple things, first of all, that these shots are basically no different than these flu shots we get that are based on some initial thing and um, except these don't work. And then they, you know, but they they're only for certain versions of it, not for new variants that come out. Um, but there's more bad news for uh, Fauci in this is that Omicron is not deadly. It's according to um, to most people, it's not even worse than any regular, regular flu. But oh, by the way, the regular flu kills more children every year than this COVID ever will, okay? Yeah, I was, uh, was you know, going to bring that up earlier on in the show. People always forget about the flu, but the flu has been more of a nemesis than COVID ever was for kids. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of nemesis and allies, uh, there's a former Trump... Um, friend or what I, I'm not sure who this is, but he's saying that um, that they're upset at Trump because of comments that Trump reportedly made published in, in that were published in an Axios report this week of Trump saying some not so nice things about Netanyahu. And I got to tell you, um, I agree with Trump. I was incredibly disappointed when Netanyahu came out and, uh, and actually congratulated um as Trump said, the first person that congratulated Biden was B.B. Netanyahu. That caught me off guard when it happened. Yeah. And I thought it was a stab in the back to Trump. Oh, totally. Uh, you know, he, he could have waited. He knew that there was a, election issues. You know, Benjamin Netanyahu is who um, Obama, you know, went across the world and spent money to add to to participate and attempt to uh, interfere with and stop B.B., from winning office, right? Trump was has been the greatest friend and president to Israel ever. Ever. 
and you can't even wait until the the corpse is removed from the building at Yahoo before you go to congratulate a man that has, that is right now in the process of enabling Iran to ha- have a nuke blown your way, man. I you know you know I'm, I I love me some BB. He's my longest standing crush. The first time I saw that man on Fox News in a suit back in the early nineties, I thought. Who is this man? And then I realized it was Bibi Netanyahu. And then, I, of course, I knew who he was at that point. I just, you know, I'm going back to, you know, my obsession over, you know. Anyway, I can't, I, I'm out of time to be talking about that. But see, see Victorine and Tebby, by the way. There's two versions. Um, so I agree with Trump in the criticism of Netanyahu. And it doesn't make Trump. Trump's not the bad friend here. No, not at all. Right. That's what's being alleged here is how dare Trump say anything, you know, bad against no, Benjamin Netanyahu. thank God Netanyahu. he did. Yeah. You think about you think about what Trump did. Peace in the region over there. He didn't he didn't send any more troops over there and start any more wars over there that would that would put Israel in the target uh in, in the sights. He actually did the Abraham Accords. He didn't not only move the embassy. Say, I think he did more for the Middle East than some of the past presidents combined. Well, absolutely. First of all, it was peace through strength. Right. He's the one who took out Soleimani, who was the who was one of the major uh, Iran is the largest state sponsor of terror in the history of the world. And Soleimani was the dude behind it. Obama didn't take them out. And who and who was Obama's vice president, baby? It was Biden. So, you know, I'm incredibly disappointed. And, you know, I think that. That BB of of course was being political, thinking, "Well, I got to suck up to this Biden dude because you know Biden Biden you know is like the Democrats and is you know throwing me under the wheels, going to throw me under the wheels. He ain't going to be doing you any favors, right? So that was stupid politics. That was a stupid move, man. You should have been like, you know, I'm you know, I don't know what happened in the election over there, but Trump was my man, and you know what, Joe, you better be, you know, I expect you. To continue the relationship that Trump started and the good works that 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 he did with us, so you know I, I wasn't really particularly happy to hear that. And the message said, "End of message." Mm-hmm. End of message, BB. Um, you know it's funny because I just see this article on here: thirty-eight-year-old Rogers versus forty-four-year-old Brady for MVP. And I'm thinking, Rogers, Rogers. There used to be a time I was so obsessed with the NFL. That, you used to love it. Oh my gosh! I mean that that was that was the news that was on in the background. I started every day with ESPN. I could tell you, I could tell you almost every key player for every team we had, and I'm actually sitting here going, "Who's Rogers?" I got rid of one of my most favored pastimes in my life and my hobbies was watching the NFL, and I gave it up because of the way that the taking the knee and what that meant for this country and how it was dividing us many years ago. And it I'm was almost there the, with baseball too, Andrea. One of the best things that I ever did. We've got to take a stand as individuals and also be active and get out there. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to Andy Biggs. See you all tomorrow on Hump Day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.